Ladies and gentlemen, today on the show, buckle up because I will be representing the New York Knicks. Yeah, that's right. Worst season in Knicks history. Worst off-season in Knicks history. But I don't care. I'm going to stand by the orange and blue because when I'm on my deathbed and they finally win a championship, oh, can I die happily. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the program, of course, we have to talk all about the uh, NBA offseason. Kawhi Leonard made a big uh, signing this weekend. We're definitely going to talk about that. we got to go through uh, MLB. We're at the midway point through the season. All-Star Game's coming up, so cook on to that stuff, too. And then, of course, we'll uh, talk about the Mets, the Mets, the New York Mets, and their amazing firework display in the minor league level. It was... It was blazing hot. It was something. All right, fans, stick with us because sports, sports, sports starts now. And welcome, welcome to the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Nick Drago. That's me. For those of you that are new to the program, we like to provide all the sports news and information from the previous week while talking about what to look forward to in the next week. Before we do anything, though, I would like to congratulate the women's, the, how do I say this right? The United States Women's National Soccer Team for winning their second straight World Cup, fourth overall, and take that every other country in the world that thinks that you're better at soccer than us, because we're the United States. We're going to be loud and proud of it, and we're going to talk all about this um, in the last block of our show. So if you want to hear more uh, women's soccer, stay tuned. Now, I personally had a really good weekend this weekend. Uh, I was down in Tampa. I got to see some friends. I got to knock the earbud out of my ear. Uh, I was very amazed, actually, driving down downtown Tampa. There's big signs everywhere. The middle of Tampa, right? In the middle of downtown Tampa, you have the Buccaneer Stadium, and then you have George Steinbrenner Field, the, the Yankees minor league, the not minor league, spring training facility is in the middle of the city, there's big signs all over the highway that say New York Yankees. It was amazing. I loved it. All right. Sorry, Rays. Sorry, guys. You'll, you'll have better luck in, in uh, Montreal. No doubt about it. All right. If you like what you hear on the show today, find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, and the Facebook, right? Just type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. That's me. And, uh... That's how you find us. You can also email us or email me directly at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, where should we start? Should we start baseball? Should we start basketball? Ah. All right, we're going to go basketball first. Let's talk NBA free agency. You say that 10 times fast. All right, NBA fans, let's talk about some of the best teams out there uh, for next season. I, and personally, I think there's just 13 teams 
worth talking about. Sorry, my paper's getting all kerfuffled here. All right? No Pistons, no Jazz, no Nuggets. Let's be real. They have some good players. Those are not playoff contending teams. No, the Miami Heat, though, Jimmy Butler, maybe if they get Russell Westbrook in there, that's the big question for them right now. The Jimmy Butler trade, that was huge for them to pull off. Can they also bring in Westbrook? You do that, these two guys mesh together, you could have a decent squad. Now, of course, Jimmy is cancer to a locker room. Ask any of his former teammates. He's been on three different teams. What is he, 26 years old? Uh, So, you know, hard to say how those two would mesh well together. But seeing something like this in Miami every night, that was a nice play. I think the Heat are going to want something like that. Now, uh, the Mavericks made a huge move last year, bringing in Chris Stops Porzingis, yes, from the New York Knicks. Um, <clears throat> Porzingis is instantly going to give this team a boost when he comes back from injury. But on top of that, Doncic has been, well, he's basically been the future of the franchise. So to have him and Porzingis together, and, and of course that guy there, Dirk, <laughs> showing them the ropes, I think the Mavericks have a pretty darn good roster, if I don't say so myself. The question is, can Porzingis return healthy? Will he still be the unicorn when he comes back, or will it be Luke at playing, making more of those three-point shots as you just saw? Then you got the uh, you got the Raptors, and uh, you know, yes, I know they lost Kawhi. They are the defending champs. I don't think they're going to have a phenomenal season this year, but you still have Lowry. Um, you still have Pascal Sycam, who looked phenomenal, by the way, during the NBA Finals. You know, maybe there is room for another star. Maybe you could try and get DeRozan to come on back. Um, I don't, I don't know. But uh, you know, it's 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 a shame because this team they have a good squad. They just need one more piece, and maybe there's still chance for them to get that last piece. Now talking about the Pacers trading for Brogdon, that was huge. Absolutely huge. The Pacers needed that at least to help them get through this season. Um because they because they will not have um Victor Oladipo. And uh really he's been the guy. He was an all-star last season. You can see some of his highlights here. He is the Pacers. This is before he got injured. Um you know, he's he's done for the season. They're not going to have him at all. So this is almost like a gap year. Next year is going to be a better season for them. They have a great roster. They're in they're in the mix. They're in talks. They might try to pull off another uh, – they might try to grab another another big name um, on the market through trade or something to pair with these guys next season. Um, but right now, no, they're not a contender right now. And the New York Nets, of course, got the big prize. One of the big prizes, Kai Ree Irving, another cancer in a locker room, although you wouldn't think it here where he's uh, really showing off in Boston colors. Listen, he had a good team in Boston. He had a championship-caliber team. Now he's going to a much worse-off team in New York. Sorry, in Brooklyn. Um, much worse-off team. They have a, a young core... Um, I really don't think he's going to mesh well there without Durant, and that's going to be the, where the real problem is. Can Can Kyrie Irving lead the Nets and not just play for the Nets? Can he hold down the fort for a year, hoping that that Kevin Durant will come back strong? This is similar to what happened with Gordon Hayward, right? Hayward went down almost immediately these two were together, and so Kyrie held down the fort okay for that first year. Hayward comes back. Things aren't the same. Now, Durant's Durant is a completely different caliber player. Durant is is 
up there with LeBron James. But of course, again, we're having another, uh, he's coming back from a major injury. Will the Slim Reaper come back the same player? I don't know. DeAndre Jordan, another huge pickup that's going to help. But, um, you know, don't expect Brooklyn to be a huge, phenomenal team next season. They'll make the playoffs. They'll do okay. You know, when Durant comes back, that's when we'll really know if this is going to be a show or not. And hey, while we're on the subject about Boston, what about Kemba Walker? What a pickup for the Celtics. I think he is a perfect fit for Boston. You know, he played in Connecticut for for college, and he's familiar with the Northeast and its people very well. Um, compare, you know, you pair him up with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and you got yourself a team that can compete. I think the Celtics could go all the way next year with Kemba leading the charge. Oh, that was an awesome black right there. Sorry, for those of you not watching us on our YouTube channel, we are playing highlights. <laughs> and uh, that was a really good one by Kemba Walker. Listen, this guy, he's a, he's a five-tool player. He's exactly what the, what the, I almost said the Bruins. He's exactly what the Celtics need. As far as the Warriors go, not everything is sunshine in Golden State. The dynasty isn't dead just yet, but Klay Thompson could be out for almost the entire season. D'Angelo Russell really proved himself last year in Brooklyn. Now he's going to have to prove himself uh, next to Steph Curry, Draymond Green. I think he's going to slot in really well here. You know, he's a young talent. Um, he... He's got to mesh well with Steph, but, uh, you know, he was the guy last year. He could be the guy again this year. He's not quite at the same level as Clay Thompson, but uh, you know what? I think he'll fill the shoes. He, he's not Kevin Durant, but he'll fill that role decently enough. It's almost funny the two, you know, are switched here. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he'll fill that role well enough. Will the Warriors win? No, I don't know. Their dynasty days could be over. Klay Thompson comes back healthy and strong. Maybe they'll make a final push uh, into the playoffs and beyond, but kind of too soon to tell if if you don't mind me saying. And I really like, I really like what the Trailblazers did. Listen, you have Lillard, you have CJ McCallum. Yeah, it's going to hurt losing Ennis Canner. It really will. He was, he's a heart and soul kind of guy. He's going to give him every day. And and I should have mentioned him when I was talking about the Celtics. That was another huge move for them. Um, But... You still you still have Leonard McCallum. They got Kent Bazemore, Bazemore, and then you got this guy Hassan Whiteside from the Heat. Um, he's going to be a good addition. I think he'll fit in well with the Trail Blazers. Hopefully, they have another fantastic season like they did this year. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know if they're really a contender, but um, I think they're going to push some of the contenders to their limits. And, uh, of course, we, we also have to talk about what – what are we looking at here? Oh, yeah, the Rockets. Yeah. James Harden, Chris Paul, listen, these two have been phenomenal for so long. You know, they've, they were built to take down the Warriors, and they just couldn't do it. It's unfortunate. They, they just – they didn't have the talent. They were right up against the salary cap, didn't really have a place to bring in a third – a talented player to play alongside them. They're not on the court together all that much. Um, and things are just kind of spiraling out of the control. Obviously, the Rockets are going to keep James Harden here. He's been your franchise player for how long now? 
But uh, Chris Paul, I think they'll try to find a trade for him. He's very expensive. Um, so, you know, and, and I think the Rockets are going to want a lot for him. So it'll be a contender down the stretch that's looking to grow or uh, looking to add him, build him into their franchise. But um, it's going to be a tough sell for teams on this guy. And the Rockets, they might just all have to play nice together for one more season. Maybe they'll do something great with it. Probably not. The rest of the West got much, much better than them, and they'll sort of struggle to uh, keep up with their counterparts. You know, the Sixers... Uh, oh, my video is not playing. There it is. You know, the Sixers... Um, you know, they they could have easily gotten past the Rockets. Uh, honestly, one extra shot, something, something there could have done it, a healthy Joel Embiid, uh, Harris and Simmons playing their game. You know... This was a good team. Yes, it's going to hurt without Jimmy Butler. It really will. Simmons and, and B together, these guys are awesome. Joel, man, he's got to take care of his body. You can see the way he just landed there on his knees on our uh, on our YouTube channel. He puts a lot of force. Here it is. A lot of force on his body, and that's going to hurt him in the long run. He's got to take care of himself. Stop eating the junk food. Go on the Tom Brady diet. Uh, they returned Tobias Harris. That's a huge move. Even better, they brought in Al Horford. He's got a lot of experience with the Celtics, a young core of players, and uh, and and his time in the Hawks too. But uh, I think he's going to be a, a good leader for this team, and uh, maybe we'll see something special from Philly this year. I definitely see them as being the number one, number two team in the East. Uh, that's not really saying that much, but for them, hey, I think they got a good core, good lineup. I think they'll push themselves hard and far. Hey, God, maybe it's just me, but I feel like I do not get to talk about LeBron James anymore on the show. I know last summer it was the summer of LeBron. Where's he going to go? Goes to the Lakers, blah, 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 blah. Anthony Davis coming to town this year. All the uh, dead weight <coughs> Lonzo Ball are off the Lakers this year. So you got these two players. They're huge, you know, huge guys. They're, uh, they're ready to play. They're ready to go out there and make this a contending team. Now, you can't do it when you trade your whole core away. Goodbye, Brandon Ingram. Goodbye, Lonzo Ball. How far are they going to get without a bench? Well, they at least were able to uh, bring in Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins. They brought in Green. Rondo's coming back. Now, this is big for me because you got Cousins, uh, Cousins AD, and you got Rondo together again since... They were played together in 2017-2018 for the Hornets. That was going to be a huge year for uh, for New Orleans, and guess what? It ended up with them making sixth place in the conference. However, okay, that was only two years ago. These guys can still play together. You add LeBron to that mix. AD is a much better player than he was two years ago, and you're talking a real championship contender and of course there's only one other team that I consider to be a real contender uh maybe on the same level as the Lakers and we'll get to them last but uh man LeBron he's gonna he's got some talent around him this might be the most talented team he's ever had around him but uh I'm excited to see how this goes I really am and then you got the Bucks with Giannis Atentokowampo. I think I'm saying his name right. Nobody's really sure. I don't even think he's sure. Listen, Milwaukee's a great team. Kowampo is by far one of the best players in the league. I'd say top five uh, after watching him play last year. 
Look at that wingspan, man. I mean, he is phenomenal. However, Milwaukee did nothing to add talent to that roster. Give him some help out there, or you're going to end up losing him. This has been this is this is number one. What happens to all the big name MVP, free agent type, you know, NBA all-star type players? Bring him some help so that he can win a championship. So what? You're the best in the East. You want to be the best in the NBA. Listen, Greek Freak's not going to stay in Milwaukee for long, the way he's playing and no talent surrounding him. Try to get Westbrook, maybe? I don't really know. But uh, you got on your hands. You got a team that could push themselves to the finals. Um, Even though I think they have a really good regular season team, I don't really see them as much of a playoff threat. But, uh, hey, you never know. We'll see. Now, there's one team I do consider a playoff threat, and they are... Can I get a drum roll? Somebody drum roll, please. The Los Angeles Clippers. That's right. There's Patrick Beverly right there, and I'm sure he's happy to see that he's got two new teammates. Listen, this was a playoff contender last season. They didn't lose anybody. They kept their core together, and then they went and brought in Kawhi Leonard, and they brought in the big surprise, Paul George 13. Paul George, PG-13, I was going to say. Paul George, number 13. Um, Listen, first off, nobody knew that Paul George wanted out of Oklahoma City, unless maybe he really followed the team or something. But uh, we all thought that, that Westbrook and Paul George, they were going to stick together. But really, you remember years ago, Paul George was all about, he was all about wanting to go to Los Angeles. There were talks he was going to the Lakers, talks that he might try to sign or play with the Clippers, and he finally got his wish. You know, we all thought that maybe you could shake out, shake Jake down. It was it was the thought about that that home home field, you know, the idea of going back to play for the, the city you grew up in. And a lot of players, they really enjoy doing that. LeBron's a great example. However, everybody thought that maybe that trend was starting to die. Paul George signs a contract to play in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma City. Like, honestly, who wants to play there for so long? Russell Westbrook, get out now while you can. Um, But really, he... uh. I got to say, he did a good job. He found himself a good team, him and Kawhi. I think he got the best lineup in basketball with those two and the Clippers. Will they win a championship? I don't know. They really got to get past the Warriors and some other big names. But it is certainly possible, my friends. And with that, we're going to head to our first commercial break. Now, for more NBA stuff, stick with us because we got a special guest on the podcast next week. My old chum from the University of Hartford, Jorge the hot race. He uh, just started his own podcast, by the way, called Off the Boards. So uh, we're going to have him on to chat a little bit and uh, yeah, we'll have some fun. So uh, next week, more NBA free agency. We'll look ahead to the season. Uh, so stay with us from that. But stay with us now because we're heading to a commercial break. When we return, we're going to talk MLB baseball, including where everybody is at the uh, All-Star break and where I think they're going to end up by the end of the season. And then after that, we're going to talk a little women's national soccer team. I'm still not sure if I'm saying that in the right order. It doesn't matter. Stay with us, friends, because sports, 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 baby, we are going to be right back. Right to the court. Archie 
Hello friends, I'm Nick Drago with the Sports 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 Podcast. Do you have an amazing product you're trying to sell? Well, let me tell you exactly where to shove it. Up your butt! I'm just kidding. No, what you should really be doing is trying to peddle it on my podcast. That's right, we're offering free ad space for anybody interested in selling their amazingly amazing products. All you have to do is email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com, so we can figure out exactly how to get your message out there and on the air. So once again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, and I'll be waiting patiently by my computer. Vikings at their own 39, it's third down. Three receivers right, feel and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Oh, my God. Stay oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30. No, Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. Step on Diggs. And the Minnesota Vikings have walked up on the New Orleans Saints. It's a 61-yard Minneapolis miracle. And welcome back to the show. Gotta love the... Oh, boy, do I love baseball. Like I said, I was down in Tampa this weekend... And, uh, you know, it's funny, a lot of people there, they were into the Rays. I just, maybe they just don't go to games. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but everybody, maybe it was just because the Yankees were in town. If half the people we met there were Yankees fans, you know, retirees, <laughs> retirees that had moved down there. And, uh, you know, all the other half were, were the locals who were rooting for the Rays. So it's very interesting. I almost went to the game myself, but, um, no, I opted not to. I just did. Sorry, right, guys. All right. Anyway. Um, why don't we talk about uh, all the games? Let's recap all the games from this weekend, and then we'll go into the standings. All right, starting with the Orioles and the Blue Jays. Orioles won. They won two. They actually beat a team. Yes, Orioles won two of the three. They did lose to the Blue Jays to get today. Um, Nunez uh, had his 20th home run for Baltimore, um, but of course, it, it just it was not enough. Um, and now the Orioles, they'll go into the All-Star break with the league's worst record. Woohoo! Yeah, Orioles. Meanwhile, for the Blue Jays, uh, you get to see our new best friend, Vladimir Carrero Jr., is going to be participating in the All-Star game. How's that for a rookie season? The Cleveland Indians, they are on a six-game winning streak, sweeping the Royals and then uh, getting two wins over the Reds this weekend, including an 11-1 to victory today. And then you have the Montreal Rays. I'm sorry, I just couldn't resist saying that. Uh, the Rays and the Yankees played off this weekend. Yankees, uh, the first two games went into ele- uh, 10 innings and 11 innings. The Yankees won 8-4 to four in both. Game 3, another wild one. Uh, Aaron Hicks with the tying home run in the top of the ninth. And then the Rays ended up with a walk-off win. Rays also went today 2-1, to one, so they split the series even. Going into the All-Star break, though, the Yankees still have 6.5, I believe. Uh, maybe less. Uh, but just, just about that over Tampa Bay. I happen to actually be in Tampa Bay this weekend. Forgot to mention that. Uh, Red Sox and Tigers. Uh, Red Sox are on a four-game winning streak. They won three over the Tigers. They won one against the Blue Jays as well. Um... And so, strong finish for Boston, who, if you recall, started off terribly. Uh, they're starting to look like the team we all expected them to be this season. They're still behind the Rays in the standings, which we'll look at in a moment. But, uh, 
you know, first half of the season, not a bad start for Boston. Phillies, meanwhile, had not, they haven't really been having the season expected of them. Um, they are now officially in third place in the standings. They did beat the Mets today. Nice win over the mess that is the New York Mets. Um, but not exactly where the Phillies want to be. They just lost Herrera for the season. He's been suspended. So uh, maybe they need to just recuperate and, and hopefully they'll come back strong after the All-Star break. And the Marvel Marvels. Let's <laughs> if I combine the Marlins and the Braves. The Marlins and the Braves, uh, they ended up... Um, Oh, boy. They ended up in an even series here. No, they didn't. I'm sorry. No. Braves won two of those games. The Marlins did take away one. Obviously, the Marlins are the, one of the worst teams in baseball. But, um, you know, they managed to get some big wins uh, when needed against a lot of a uh, lot of teams. Um, so, yeah, that's, all, that's really all I have to say about that. So, Braves going into the season uh, number one in the NL East. And the Pirates, they uh, managed to win two over Milwaukee, Brewers, Pirates, Cubs, uh, Cardinals, Reds, all of them vying for one one spot in the uh, in the NL Central. Um, big wins for the Pirates, two days straight. They did lose Corey Dickerson, but it uh, doesn't seem to be serious, just a small groin injury, so they'll probably uh, let him rest for a couple days, and then uh, he'll be good to go. The Nationals, they have been fighting, pawing, clawing, whatever you want to call it, to get themselves into playoff contention, and they are there. Bryce Harper looking kind of dumb right now. Uh, Washington, they won two over the Royals, 47-42 and 42 right now, number two in the NL East. And uh, maybe they'll make the playoffs we'll see what happens max scherzer he uh he's been the guy for nat the nats um he is skipping the all-star game this year he was uh he was told he's allowed to go but he's gonna skip it stay healthy and uh keep getting some more wins and chicago was rocked to its core the other day cubs and white Sox playing in a split series that was kind of cool cubbies won the first game in south chicago and then uh white Sox they won it today three to one two teams at very different points in their uh franchisiness i don't really know the cubs are pushing for playoff contention the white Sox are a mess uh young core guys might be a while uh so split series that must have been fun if you live in Great state of Illinois. And the Rangers, they were embarrassed by the Twins on Friday, 15-6. However, they did, uh, they also lost on Saturday, actually. They got a win today. 11 innings took them to get there. But 4-1, to they beat uh, the Twins. Rangers are having a decent season right now. You could be looking at a, uh, you could be looking at a, a matchup in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, good moves for the Rangers winning at least one against a tough team like the Twins. And the Giants, they have been on a roll, winning six of their last seven games, two of which against the Cardinals this weekend, one nothing today, 8-4 to four on Saturday. And then they did lose. That was their one loss this week. Uh, and they swept the Padres uh, during the middle of the week. They had the day off on the 4th. Those lucky ducks. Who decided that? Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks, they also pushed themselves ahead in the standings, uh, getting a sweep over the Rockies. And uh, 
That actually put them just slightly ahead of them in the standings. Uh, a couple days ago, it would have been the opposite, but they won eight to nothing. Uh, eight nothing on Friday, four to two yesterday, and then five three today. Nice sweep for the D-backs. And the Astros, it's been a little shaky for them the last few weeks, but uh, they did manage to win two against the Angels this weekend. 11-10 to 10 today in 10 innings. Nice win for the Strohs as uh, they keep pushing themselves ahead of the competition. Um, they're looking good. Angels, meanwhile, eh, not as good. By the way, things did not look good for Jonathan LaCroix on the Angels. Uh, a nice triple in the fifth inning today for his team, but uh, they did end up having to cart him off the field. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully things are okay for him. Uh, Padres and Dodgers. Padres ended up winning three of these this four-game series, which is huge. Big news. Huge. Ha-ha. Yay-yay. Padres uh, taking it to the best team in baseball. And the A's and Mariners, I don't know why we have this halftime thing in the middle here. For those of you watching our YouTube channel, just ignore that, please. Uh, A's and Mariners, uh, the A's ended up getting two wins. Good old Oakland, they won today, or they're about to win. It looks like it's the top of the ninth inning. That game's just about to end. Uh, it's 7-4 athletics, so unless the Mariners are about to totally wallop on them, I believe Oakland will be victorious. And why don't we take a peek at these standings? Well, we might as well. We're already here. The Twins are on top in the AL Central, um, 60, 56 to 33. The Indians, though, they're really pushing hard. Like I said, six-game winning streak. They're only five and a half back. They're seven and three in their last ten. And the Indians could push the Twins out of first place. We'll see. Even if they don't, they are currently in that top spot for the wild card. So here we are halfway through the season. We might as well talk wild card. Twin, uh, the Indians would be currently getting one of those spots. White Sox are behind them. Seven games back from the wild card, 12 and a half back from the, the division. I don't really think it's likely for the White Sox, Royals, or Tigers to keep up. Moving into the East, the Yankees remain on top of the AL East. I'm always happy to see that. Uh, the Rays, meanwhile, they have the number one wild card slot currently, but that could very easily be lost. The Red Sox are two back for a spot um, and nine games back for the division. And really, it's the Red Sox. At any point, they could just take off. They could take over one of those top two spots from the, the Rays or the Yankees. Um, any one of those three could certainly make it. Right now, Red Sox are on the outside looking in. And then you have the Blue Jays and Orioles. Orioles, who are doing about as you would have expected. Uh, moving into the West, uh, let's let's move up a little bit right there. Apologize, you get to see some uh, an advertisement from Bing News about the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> um, all right, moving up, moving up into the West. Astro is still on top. The A's and the Rangers, they're both in the wild card hunt. Rangers are uh, three games back. Athletics. They've really pushed themselves up in this conference, in this division. Uh, they're two games back. Astros, though, they have a commanding lead right now over the uh, over the West, uh, with eight games ahead of the A's, nine games ahead of the Rangers. Angels and Mariners don't really have much of a chance. So, again, your top four teams for the um, what are we talking about here? For the American League, your top your top teams. You got the Astros, you got the Yankees, and you got the Twins. 
Indians and Rays, they would be your two wild card teams, but do not count out the Red Sox, the Athletics, or the Rangers. Any one of them could push themselves in the top spot. You're going to have at least one, maybe two really good teams that are going to miss the playoffs in the American League. However, let's look at the real logjam. That would be the National League, where you... I can't even look at I can't even look at the central. You have the Cubs are crushing it right now, not really. The Cubs are on top, half a game over the Brewers. Brewers are in second, then you have the Cardinals two games back, Pirates are two and a half back, and the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds of all teams are four and a half games back. They could easily take over that top spot if they had the talent or willpower. To be honest with you, I think the same thing that usually happens will happen. Reds will fall apart. Pirates will fall apart. Cardinals will keep it close to the end. I'm not 100% sure I, I see them as a uh, playoff contender this year, but they're really proving themselves for the future. I have no doubt the Cubs and the Brewers are going to get in, although right now the Brewers are not one of your wild card teams. I repeat, they are not one of your wild card teams. No, that would go to the Philadelphia Phillies and the Washington Nationals. So the East as if the whole thing wasn't a long jam enough up in just the, the central itself. In the East, Braves are number one, of course. Nationals and Phillies. Nationals are six games back. Phillies six and a half games back. Nationals have the number one wild card slot. Phillies have the number two slot. So they'd play each other in a one-game playoff. And holy cow, how amazing would that be? Bryce Harper versus his former team for a one-game playoff. Who gets to play the number one team, which would probably be the Dodgers. And of course... Uh, as we move down here towards the West. Um, and again, logjam continues. The Dodgers, of course, they're number one. They're not being dethroned. They're they're 14 games ahead of the number two team in the West. Okay, You have the D-backs a game and a half, half back from the wild card. The Rockies, two and a half back. Padres are two and a half backs. And the Giants, the Giants had a huge week this week, seven and three in their last 10. They are five and a half back. So let's just recap this whole thing. Okay, right now, Dodgers, uh, Dodgers, Braves, and um, currently the Cubs, although I, I really think it'll be Milwaukee. Uh, currently the Cubs are your three uh, division winners, okay? Your two wildcard teams would be the Phillies and Nationals, which I think would be awesome. However, uh, you not only have the Phillies and Nationals fighting for those two spots, you have the Diamondbacks, Rockies, Padres, Giants, <clears throat> Brewers, Cardinals, Pirates, and Reds, all pushing for a wild card. That's crazy. That is a crazy logjam of teams. National League is insane. Too many good teams. A lot of them are not going to make the playoffs this year. So again, and I think that bodes well for the Dodgers, because the Dodgers are so far ahead of the rest of the National League. I think they have eight more wins, six more wins than the Braves. I think the Dodgers, once again, will come out as the top team in the National League. Hard to say. For the American League, I really like what the Yankees are doing right now. They're they're using spare parts. They're pitching. Their starting pitching staff isn't quite where it should be. They still have a month to put something together, a trade, and bring in a big name. Um, but I'm. Uh, it's gonna be. It's hard to say. It's really. It's really hard to say. Um, how it's gonna go for the Yankees. I still think they are your top teams. Yankees, Dodgers, World Series, anybody? I'd be totally cool with that. The rest of America would be like, yeah, that's definitely not what we want to see. But who knows? Who knows indeed? Now, folks, there is not just one orange and blue team in New York. No, there are two. Of course, I'm talking about the New York Mets. Now, I personally love to, to poop all over the Mets. 
But, you know, if they were doing well, I'd be rooting for them. They're just... They're terrible. <laughs> they're so bad. So bad. This weekend was a particularly frustrating uh, one for Mets fans. Well, well, the one more humorous thing was um, the uh, firework display at Port St. Port St. Lucie? Port St. Luce? I'm not really sure. Uh, down in Florida, they were... Uh, ready to set off some beautiful fireworks and ended up um, starting a very massive fire. So uh, those single-A Mets, you guys, stop playing with fire, all right? Maybe just cool it on the firework displays. We don't need any Plaxico Burr. No, not Plaxico Burr. Who was it? Took off his hand. Oh, my God. This is going to drive me crazy. Jason Pierre-Paul. We don't need any Jason Pierre-Paul finger explosions here. Um, no, Plaxico Burris, he shot himself in the leg. Another stupid thing, but let's not talk about football just yet. August is coming, friends, and then we can talk about it again. Yeah! All right. Um, what was I going to talk about? Where was I? Oh, yeah, the, it's the other unfortunate mess thing. Listen, the team's losing. They can't seem to get things together. They have a decent pitching staff. They have a sub lineup, to be honest with you. Um, oh, yeah, so uh, the GM, Brody, Brody Van Wagenen, Wagenen, one of the two, uh, sat the, you know, the, man, the coaches down, Mickey Callaway and the rest of the staff, and man, did he throw a temper tantrum for the ages, through a chair, I don't know, kicking, screaming, crying, whatever, but he is not happy. The Mets may be looking at clean house, and personally, he might be more likely to go than the pitching, than, than the coaching staff. But, you know, we'll kind of just have to wait and see how it goes. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk women's soccer. We'll get into our athlete of the week. Stay with us, friends. Sports, sports, sports. We will be right back. And up and escapes back to center. Dory Krug with quite a shot, and now Kevin escapes around in front. Hello friends, has this ever happened to you? You're walking down the street, you're super hungry, and you go to reach for a licorice stick and ah, you don't have one. Well, now that's no longer a problem with the licorice machine. That's right, this nifty 40 pound backpack straps straight to your back with a tube that connects directly to your mouth. Anytime you're hungry, just suck that delicious licorice right out of the tube, you suck it right up in your mouth and you enjoy the spoils of that. Alright, that's a pretty bad advertisement. But, you know what would work better here? Something of your own design. Do you have an ad? Something you're trying to sell? Maybe just a happy message to share with my fans? Well, this is your chance. Email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Back to the show, as I mentioned, the women's national soccer team, national women's. Either way, they, uh, the women's soccer team, the United States, 
wins the World Cup. It's their fourth championship back-to-back. They won it in 2015 as well, and there's a good chance they're going to win it in 2023. Wait, 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 wait. 2022? Whenever the next World Cup is, they're going to win it again because they're just that basic. Uh, U.S. beat the Netherlands today 2 Nothing. Megan Rapinoe, she uh, scored not only her 50th international goal, but also the game-winning goal for the United States. Um, she's a very vocal person and uh, has been making a lot of comments recently about the, the equality between the men's and the women's soccer team. And you know what? To a degree, yes, it's you know it's pretty sad that the, the women, they, they've won four World Cups, they're top of their game, they're an amazing soccer team, and yeah, they they really don't make all that much by comparison. There is a problem with this, though. Even though the men's team, they're not good, I'm not going to sit here and pretend they're good, Um, they're not good, but they still end up generating more money, they get more endorsements, they get a lot more. I still think the women's team deserves a lot more... um, notoriety and endorsements and all of those things, because that's where those players really make their money. You know, the men's team, they, sure, they get paid more for these events. These events also sell out more tickets. Yes, it's the World Cup. World Cup's going to sell out tickets. But even the the, uh, the smaller games, you know, in the States, the men's team is more likely to sell out. And those tickets are a little bit more expensive because they're usually playing some of the top players in the world. Um, when it comes to men's soccer. So I personally, I'm always saying the women, you know, they play harder than the men. If, and if you don't agree, just watch soccer and you'll understand. Um, I think they're tougher. I think they're stronger. And I maybe our women's team, they could probably kick the guys in the butt if the two of them played each other. As far as the equal pay thing goes, certainly deserved, without a doubt in my mind. But I can understand why we live in a world where it, it doesn't work that way. Um... And it's unfortunate for everything they do. So I really hope they get some more endorsement deals um, during this next cycle. You know, Rapinoe and Alex Morgan, they're obviously the two big names on this squad. But uh, there are a lot of a lot of talented girls that uh, really did a great thing this week. So because of that, I'm making Megan Rapinoe our uh, Athlete of the Week. Athlete of the, the Day, Year, whatever you want to say. Congratulations to the ladies uh, thank you for bringing some uh, happy soccer vibes to the United States of America. All right, fans, with that, we're going to wrap this baby up. Special thanks, of course, to my wife, Johanna Drago. She is the logo designer, content designer, ed- content editor, and uh, set designer for this podcast. What you see in here would not be possible without her, so special thanks there. The music you hear is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks, as usual, to our social media warriors, Mary Kay Albert, Lois Butler, Joe Calabro, and so on and so forth. Thank you so much for your support. We uh, we just love it. We love what you guys do. So thank you for... Uh, all of my fans out there who have been listening uh, all over the world, Pennsylvania and across the across the seas and beyond. Thank you, everybody. Um, if you like what you heard today, you can find us on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the SoundCloud, Facebook, 
YouTube, Tweet Tweet, and the Twitter. Uh, you can email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, last but certainly not least, comment, share, email, and Twitter at us, and give us a like as well, if you please. Please. Pretty please. All right. Uh, always a pleasure spending time with you guys, but... If you will please excuse me, I gotta go put out a fire down in St. Lucie. Lucy? I still haven't figured that one out. That's alright, no worries. Alright friends, thank you so much for joining us. Have a beautiful weekend, weekday, week. I'll see y'all next week. Cock-off!